previously on ImpTab Avatar. While Jetsun slept peacefully in the middle ring of Bossing Say, Amar and Zaya found themselves being transported out of town towards Lake Laogai. They had stepped into a rail car under the assumption that they would be able to make it up to the middle ring without any problems, but it turns out that the Dai Li who had seen them had different plans. As they were leading them directly towards their secret facility, their sublacustrin facility, there's your new word, that means under a lake, as they were leading them to the sublacustrin Dai Li facility, they decided that they did not like that idea and that they were going to escape. They tricked the Dai Li operatives into thinking that the rail car was overheating and using an ice ramp, they, along with their friends, went down to the earth but had a bit of a mishap along the way and weren't able to hide themselves before the Dai Li caught up with them. Bari, Professor Che, and Lob Seng, also known as Kong To, managed to escape and begin heading back to the city itself, while Amar and Zaya got into a knockdown, dragout fight in the mud, literally, with the Dai Li. After a lot of tense moments, a lot of balance shifting, a lot of fatigue and conditions flying through the air, they finally managed to encase the Dai Li in a couple pillars of ice, as they managed to excavate Amar from his own prison of stone, and they began to head the long, painful journey back towards the city of Bossing Se. What's going to happen with our heroes, and what is Jetsun going to do when he realizes that they're not there? Let's find out here in the world of Avatar Legends. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to ImpTab Avatar, the Avatar Legends actual play where we make up almost everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... Caleb Anderton, dying a slow death by pollen. McKenna Steele, have you heard of my invention where I have swords on your eyelashes to help with that? Go back a few episodes. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) And Christian Randall, the ever-eager to kick some butt, but didn't get to last time. Well... (laughs) I cannot for the life of me remember which episode it was uh, that you plugged your invention of the blades that cut pollen out of your eyes. So everybody, you're just going to have to go back and listen through our entire back catalog of Fate episodes so you can figure out which one it was. Ah, that was like a year so ago. So sorry to do that to you, but was also, I, th- I want to say it was like Animal Station. Yeah, we've been doing this for such a long time, and we're going to keep doing it for such a long time because yeah. you, our listening audience, give us strength. Your confidence gives me strength as a a troll once said. We're going to get back into the story, and once again, Jetsun is being very boring right now, like we learned last episode. Never start with a character waking up or going to sleep. So Jetsun, have fun sleeping. Amar and Zaya, you guys are having a rough time. How are you feeling at the moment? Well, not great. I am fatigued to the max currently. Me too. I'm also insecure and guilty. I'm angry. Wow, that was rough. I think we just need to start making our way back. I think so. Also, there's probably going to be less people out and more guards out at night. It is pretty late at night, yes. So do you think we just kind of hide for the rest of the evening and make our way in the morning? They might be on alert if the guards we just whooped or if anybody else happened to see that fight. They'll be looking out for us. I think maybe we don't give ourselves away by going all the way home. Let's find a place to lay low. Okay. Get some rest. Yeah. Maybe 
meet back up with Jetsun in the morning. I like that. Ned, did any of the people that we met, do we know if any of them lived kind of near this area? Uh, most of the people that you've spoken to so far have been in the middle ring. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, I don't think we should break in somewhere. Ned, we went to the haunted part of the city, right? Uh, you were going to check it out, and then you found your lost friend that you'd been looking for. Okay, so that was not there yet. Do I have a sense of how far that is? Could we reasonably make it there in a sneaky manner? Yeah, that's pretty close to the entrance of the lower ring. It'd be pretty easy to make it there in a timely manner. Whether you can make it there in a sneaky manner, that depends on your skills and training. Okay, okay, I think I remember how to get to the uh, the haunted part of the city from here. That would probably be a good place to lie low because I'm guessing not too many people are going to be out and about. If you're okay with it, we could still go check out the haunted part of the city. I'm more than okay with it as long as we get out of here. All right, let's go. I think it's this way. Okay. So you walk for a while across the plains of the agrarian zone. You eventually make it to the inner wall of Bossing Say. As we are going, can I kind of start trying to grab little things I might see, laundry out to dry overnight or something? find a few things to help us be disguised a little bit better. Yeah, sounds to me like you're probably assessing a situation. Ooh, that's not bad. That is bad. Never mind, because I'm angry. <laughs> that is a five. You are looking around trying to find some disguises, and in this part of town, it seems like most things have already been kind of picked clean by the vagrants and the cut purses who are going through trying to, you know, pick up every last scrap that they can. But one thing that you do notice as you're assessing the situation, you are kind of glancing out over the horizon and you notice a flickering of light appear kind of close to the outskirts of the agrarian zone. And after a while, you see another torch light up a little bit closer to town, followed by another torch, each one getting closer and closer to the town itself. Coming from where we were coming from? Just about, yeah. I think that might be about us. How far away do you think we are? We've got a few minutes more. If we are careful, we could slip in there and nobody would notice. And as you finally reach the wall, how would you like to try and slip in? Maybe Amar should assess the situation and not not Zaya. Because Amar's not angry right now? Yeah, I'm real angry. Assess with creativity? All right, it can't be that bad. Why would you say that? (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's pretty bad. Uh, It's a six. All right, so another failure. I would like to help him. Thing is, you have to be able to mark a fatigue in order to assist your friend. <laughs> That's right, I forgot. Oh, oh no! Sorry. Not happening. So you are looking around, trying to find an entrance into the city, and you hear there's a couple guards, some actual just normal city guards who are talking kind of near the entrance there. One of them says, wait a second, I thought I heard something kind of coming from over that direction. And you see the torches turn towards you and begin moving towards you. Okay, that's ah, just bad. Ah, ah. Run to a nearby field and just lay down. Like with like tall plants. Sounds good to and me. And then we just go like starfish. All right. Which of you would like to roll to trick an NPC? This is also with creativity. I'll do it. Amar, since you are insecure, you have a minus two to tricking NPCs right now. Let me do it. Let me do it. Let me do it. Never mind. <gasps> oh, it's an 11. Okay. <laughs> On a full success, you get to pick two. They stumble take plus one forward to acting against them. They act foolishly. I tell you what additional opportunity they give you or they overcommit. They are deceived for some time. They act foolishly. I don't know, Caleb, overcommit or stumble? Let's take a plus one. Yeah, so we'll do they stumble and they act foolishly. 
As they're walking in this direction, you guys slip down as quietly as you can into the wheat and hide yourselves under the stalks. You hear one of them kind of trip and literally stumble up on the wall and accidentally kicks a rock, and you hear it go shooting further down the sort of sidewalk that you were standing on, and it clatters way down past where you are. So he says, oh goodness, I think they're that way. Here, I'm going to go ahead. And the other person says, should we just leave the gate open? And he's like, no, no, we don't have time to close it. Let's just go grab them right now. And so the two of them go rushing past you further down the walkway. That was that was really serendipitous. That was great. Just stumbled. We got a lucky opportunity here. Let's run. Go. That was me running really fast. So you leap up into the gate just in time to sneak into the shadows of the lower ring before you hear the guards coming back and saying, I mean, it's probably just like a turtle duck that got like fell on its shell something. I don't know. I don't know. There's so many weird noises out here. That was too close for comfort. Let's keep going. Yeah, let's go. We trudge our way forward to the haunted part of the city. And I figure about this time, Jetsun, you hear a worried knock on the door of the room that you are sleeping in. Is is it morning already? I'm going to grab my glider and shuffle, shuffle, click, shuffle, shuffle, click, go open up the door. Huli, is that you? You open the door and the first thing you notice is it is not morning yet. It's still dark. The second thing that you notice is Bari and Professor Che. And the third thing that you notice is Lob Seng standing behind them. I stumble forward and kind of just push the other two out of the way and grab Lob Seng by the shoulders. Lob Seng, you're okay. They found you. He says, you know, I I am okay. That is true. I have no idea who this Lob Sang dude you're talking about is. <laughs> but I appreciate your affection. I, I'm glad that we can just be such good friends right off the bat. What? Can I assess a situation to see what's going on here? Yeah. Careful. If you don't do well, the guards will catch you. <laughs> <laughs> That is a 10. Very good. So you get to choose two of these options. Which ones would you like? What is my best way through to my companion? Yeah, you notice that this guy seems to have lost his memory. And you're like, wait a second. I know someone else who lost his memory. Wait a second. I helped that person regain one of their memories. Ooh. Can I forego asking my second question at this time i have a different approach i would like to take if that's okay for sure i will narrow my eyes slightly and shuffle shuffle click take a step back and repeating a phrase he has heard many times before i will toss him my glider i've been holding and take up a defensive stance and say warrior lobsang engage and All right. i would like to hopefully begin a sort of situation that he has been in many times before to help him regain some memories. Yeah, for sure. I'll say since you are using such a powerful phrase that he would be so familiar with, also since you are giving up your second question, I'm going to give you the prepared status so that you can, for this role, potentially add a plus one to that. Perfect. I would like to also, a little bit of housekeeping here, utilize something that I have been not underutilizing, just not utilizing from my character, my (laughs) squad leader ability. (laughs) Indeed. So that, assessing the situation and then giving an instruction, I would like to use my guidance to uh, take a uh, point into my team total there using the guidance ability where I assess a situation and give a companion instruction based on that answer. Yeah, so this is going to earn you one team. T 
team is a resource that Jetsoon has because he is the pillar and he's able to use that to do various cool stuff later on. So yeah, go ahead and roll to meaningfully attempt to jog or heal the memory of a person who has been blank, blank, blank. Okay. I will invoke that prepared status that adds a plus one with my plus three harmony that brings it to an eight. All right. That is a partial success. So on a seven to nine, the process of unearthing the memory is difficult or painful, inflicting two fatigue or one condition on the target, though he does still gain a spark of insight connecting his current situation to his past. So you throw the glider towards him and in that moment he's trying to react quickly and he holds his hands out and is just a little bit too late. It still bops him right in the center of the forehead and he takes two fatigue, but as he grasps it, there's a gust of wind and the wings shoot out of the sides of the glider. That's cool. And I will begin slowly moving around him in an airbender kata where it's not moves you would actually use in a fight, but more moves for training, getting the body in a state where you are ready to use your airbending. And you begin kind of circling around him and he instinctually, he closes his weary looking eyes and you see this look of calmness just wash over his face and he begins to mirror your own moves with his. And as you complete this kata, standing face to face with each other, he opens his eyes and he's like, dude, have you ever had like an out of body experience before? Lobsang, you know I have had many such experiences. Can I use a combat approach on him? Uh, which one would you propose to use? An evade and observe move. I would like to use test balance. Okay, so I think we might be able to get a similar sort of effect with one of the balance moves. Okay. Probably the best option would be calling somebody out. When you openly call on someone to live up to their principle, you shift your balance away from the center, then name and roll with their principle. Gotcha. That was my plan. I just wasn't aware if I was able to name their principle if I didn't know it from evading and observing. We'll play a little bit loose with this. And since you know Lobsang so closely, like Lobsang knows you better than most other people in the world, I'm going to say you can define his principle right now. Cool. Okay, I will shift my balance towards leadership and I will call out and I will say, Lobsang, you know who you are. You know who I am more than anyone. You know who I am. You who have stood by my side through my deepest depths and my most painful failures. And I will call his loyalty balance and shift it one towards that. Now you're going to roll with his principle. So roll plus one. That's a five. That's pretty bad. On a miss, they can demand you act in accordance with one of your principles instead, and you must mark a condition or act as they request. Oh boy. Lobsang looks at you, and these sparks of recognition begin to kind of cross through his eyes, like he's listening to what you're saying about him, about your relationship with him, and he doesn't look angry, he doesn't look upset. He gets this look of sadness in his eyes, and he says, Well, what kind of leader just leaves their loyal friends behind? Oh. 
as we've been speaking, we've still been moving through these airbending, at least I've still been moving through these airbending moves, striking without touching and moving through the air, just muscle memory more than anything at this point. But when he says that, I falter and stumble, my feet shuffling again, and I don't have my glider to clack, keep me in place. So I lean up against the wall. I'd like to mark guilty. And as he notices the effect that this has had on you, he kind of shakes his head and blinks his eyes a couple times. He's like, I'm sorry, dude. I don't know where that came from. I didn't mean to, like, put you on blast in front of all these really cool people here. I... Apparently I'm an airbender, and this is a really sort of big moment for me in my brain, because uh, I've never been an airbender before, as far as I know, and I just like, I just did this, and he closes the glider and opens it back up again with the airbending, and that is not normal for me. <laughs> I love him so much. I'm gonna push myself back up from the wall and stand up and say, Lub Singh, you are one of the most gifted airbenders I have ever known, and... A good friend of mine. I came here to find you with two new friends. I'm glad they found you, but it seems we may have been too late. I would like to spend one team and encourage him. This team resource, the one that you just barely got from guiding him, now when you spend one team to encourage, you openly endorse a friend living up to their principle to shift their balance toward that principle. As these muscle memories, this airbending is coming back, he's called me out in such a striking way. Um, I'd like to encourage him to continue being honest and loyal and shift his balance towards loyalty again. And he looks at you saying all of these kind words to him and this little grin starts to kind of appear at the corner of his face, just this crooked smile. And he's like, dude, I don't entirely pick up what you're putting down, but I like the vibe of it. So I think I'm going to stick with you for a little bit. I'm apologizing in advance for saying this, but you're a lot more interesting than potatoes, dude. <laughs> I furrow my brow at his failure to recognize me after all of what we've been through. And I think back to Amar and if they have are having a similar sort of situation, it's much more dire than I realized. If, if Loeb Sang won't recognize me, of all people, Amar must have also really truly forgotten who he was before but I quickly try and mask my face from the sudden realization and turmoil and I'll kind of shuffle forward and place a hand on Lobsang's shoulder and say I appreciate you being willing to entertain an old man's fancy there. Well you have entertained me tonight so I'm willing to entertain you. And you always do saying and I'll go take my glider back and pat him on the shoulder and I will turn to Bari and Professor Che and look and where are my other two companions here is the uh, sort of difficult things that happened we were coming up to see you but we got uh, kidnapped by the Dai Li and we were able to escape while unfortunately Amar and Zaya stayed behind to confront the Dai Li. Uh, they are capable individuals, so I am hopeful that they have managed to not get taken all the way to whatever place the Dai Li were hoping to take them to. Uh, this was not how I was expecting my evening to go, but it seems that I am in it, so <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> yep, let's go, let's do it. I love this guy. Oh, Me too. Oh no, Kay. And apologies, Lob Seng. What are you called? Oh, my name is Kong To, but if you got a sick nickname for me, then I am in. It would be easier for my older 
mind if I could call you Lobesang, so I appreciate your flexibility. Oh, that name invokes so much wisdom and good energy. I am all for it. You always did believe your name. Oh, this is very difficult for me. This is not the night I was expecting either. My friends, do you think they need my help? I agree, they're very capable, but the Dai Li are also very capable. I'm not entirely sure what they're going to do. I mean, if they did manage to make it out of the clutches of the Dai Li, they said they were going to try and meet us back here, or at least find some way to reconnect. They could be anywhere in the agrarian zone, in the lower ring. Bossing Say is too large to go running about. If we have a possible point of contact, we should trust in their skills and capability at this time. I don't know that I'll be able to get back to sleep. And at that, Lob Singh turns towards you and he's like, Hey, if you need something to do to like work off all this weird energy, like I said, apparently I can airbend and you seem to be really good at that. So could you like show me some of the ropes? And again, behind the large glasses I slipped on right before I opened the door, you see the eyes brimming with tears as he asks that question. Nothing would make me happier if you'll follow me. And I'll just walk him out to the courtyard area and pluck a leaf off of a nearby bush or tree as we walk by and place it in the palm of his hand. The important thing with airbending, with all bending, is the breath. That is where all energy begins. That is where bending comes from. As an airbender, you will have an affinity for this. And I know you have a knack for it. Given a little bit of time, I am certain you will uh, you will see this in yourself. If you will do me the honor. And I'm going to do the old man. As I sit down. <laughs> and sit across from me. And I will cup my palms underneath his and where the leaf is sitting. And I will just breathe. And I will say, if you will breathe with me, we simply need to lift the leaf. And I will just breathe with him in sync to try and awaken some of his latent airbending knowledge that he I know he has deep down in there. As you have him sit down across from you and as you ask him to breathe with you, he just responds just kind of reflexively as your request commander. And he kind of catches himself and shakes his head a little bit and says, sorry, I don't know where that came from. Let's breathe. My hands underneath his kind of flinch when he says that, but I hold them and I, I would like to attempt to guide and comfort. I think everything that you've done so far would qualify for triggering this move. So go ahead and roll with harmony. That's a 12. Oh, booyah. So the two fatigue that he just barely took from unearthing that memory, it melts away as he's breathing in sync with you. You may ask one question that he must answer honestly, and because you got a full success, you can also shift his balance if you would like. As I flinched away when he called me commander, his balance does shift one more towards loyalty. All right. He's uh, right on the brink there. Yep. It is what it is, unfortunately. As we breathe, I will say... Do you wish to fight? He's kind of taken aback by that. His breathing kind of falls out of sync and the leaf drops back down into his hands. And he says, well, I mean, like, conflict is not something that I'm a big fan of necessarily. But for the things that matter most, sometimes you gotta fight for what you believe in. And I continue cupping his palm in my hand and I breathe with him to get the rhythm back into a good sync before I say, my only... Advice to you tonight, then. Remember, the only battle ever won is the one not fought. 
and then I will try and remove my hands and let him continue breathing and, and hold the leaf in place. And as he is caught in this moment of reflection, thinking upon what you've just said, this advice you've given him, he doesn't even notice as you remove your hands from his, and the leaf continues to bob up and down in the air in front of him. Yes, it will come back to you, I can tell. It may be a difficult journey, but know that I am here with you through it. And I'm just going to kind of lean back and breathe and meditate and try and calm my emotions through this whole thing as I'm worried about my new allies, as I am trying to understand what is happening with Lobsang, as I'm trying to understand the implications of what that means about Amar. I've just got a whole lot of things in my brain now, and they are not conducive to a very calm mindset. So as you meditate and struggle with all of these boiling emotions, let's pick up with a couple other people who probably have some boiling emotions at the moment. Down in the lower ring of bossing, say, Amar and Zaya, you are uh, down here in the lower ring. You've managed to sneak past the guards and you're in the shadows. And this is an area of town where there is still a decent amount of people milling about. So there is a crowd. There are some lanterns up, people going to get their, you know, 2 and 3 a.m. snacks. Uh, how would you like to try and get to the haunted Lungkau city block? Amar starts to feel a little more comfortable now that we are in a place where it's not just us out in the open. We can, we've got some crowds to blend into. We've got... Same. Yeah, we are starting to get less conspicuous here. I mean, I feel like we just walk there like normal, but then the Daily were watching us constantly anyways previously. Zaya, I feel like somebody is always watching us. I do not like this feeling. I am used to having a bit of freedom, and I feel like I am being squeezed here. Yeah, I, I, I definitely understand that feeling. I've, I've also kind of had that. I'm wondering if we just kind of stick to like alleyways and make our way there through that. That sounds good. Occasionally, maybe we bob into crowds, and if there's a lot of people, we try to, you know, weave in and out. And... Yeah, 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 yeah. And if, if people, there's like a larger group making the similar way, we just kind of walk along with them for a bit. Exactly. We can do this. Yeah, we got okay. this. Okay, yeah. <sighs> I do not have another fight in me, so let's be careful. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. So as you take this moment to prepare yourselves, kind of psyching yourselves up, I'm going to give you each the prepared status. Thank you. And now, as you're trying to trick the Dai Li into not being able to see you, let's have one of you go ahead and roll to trick an NPC. That's going to be you again. Yup. It's so bad. Now we do have a plus one acting against guards that we can use, and then we have prepared as well. It's that bad. If I use those, it would bring me up to a five, which oh. is still a failure. So that's a three. Oh. Oh boy, what a night. You couldn't just go to bed. <laughs> That's what we're trying to do. I thought you were going to a haunted. <laughs> to hide and go to bed. Oh, that's right, we were going on a date. <laughs> this is not a date. It's not a date, no. You start moving through the crowds, you're ducking and weaving, you're bobbing into alleyways and back out, and you're feeling pretty good about like the rhythm you've got going on and eventually you get a little bit overconfident and you trip over a barrel that has some cabbages in it. Oh. And 
As soon as that happens, one of the potato farmers comes up and grabs the cabbages and just starts tearing them into confetti and tossing it all over the place, creating a bit of a ruckus. And a couple of Dai Li come over and they see you and you notice that it is in fact the same Dai Li who you ran into right once you first found Lobsang and started bringing him up to the middle ring and looks at you and says, ah, I thought that we had given you clearance to the middle ring of Ba Sing Se. Oh, pardon me, my mistake. Uh, I would be more than happy to escort you to the rail car again, if you would like. Oh, oh. that's that's fine. We already did what we had to do, actually, and um, it ended up being a lot shorter of a trip. Um, but thank you. I really appreciate your help. Ah, if there is anything else that we can help you with while we are here. No, we're fine, thank you. We'll just help uh, this gentleman uh, with the cabbages that we seem to have knocked over, and and, and we'll be on our way. As he's ripping them into pieces. <laughs> yeah, the uh, other two Daily who are with this guy, uh, they're trying to subdue this very overzealous potato farmer. They pull him away and just kind of start dragging him off into the distance as he's just shouting, Cabbages are ruining this city! And he looks <laughs> at his two friends and says, I'm going to need to take care of that. But don't you worry, I'll have my eye out for you guys if there's anything else you need help with. We will definitely let you know. You are so kind. Thank you so much. We really appreciate all of your help. Yes, of course. Ned, can I pull out my I'm a people person move? Mm -hmm. When you watch someone interact with another person, roll with focus, and depending on how I roll, I get to ask some questions. And if I fail, I have to mark a condition. I'll take it, though. Oh, man. Can you take it? I can take it. I still got a few left. Oh, come on, really? So that's a six on the dice, but I have a plus two to focus. Ooh. All right. So on a seven to nine, you can ask one question. Are you lying right now? What are you most afraid of? How are you vulnerable to me? Or how can I get you to mark the condition blank? How are you vulnerable to me? Good call. Good call. <sighs> What's a way that we could get these guys not so hot on our trail? How can we... Yeah, you notice as he begins walking away, he's still kind of glancing back and forth at you guys as he's walking. And every so often, he also kind of glances over towards Lung Kao, this haunted block. And you notice when he does that, there's a little shiver that goes up his spine. And he steps a little bit further away to the other side of the road as he continues after his two companions who have the potato farmer. All right, all right, so... Haunted block was a good idea. Let's that was get a very there. good idea. You guys are smart. Okay, I have a feeling that they don't like the haunted block. Let's get there and stay there until we can make it better to get there in the morning, to jet soon, do what we gotta do because this, boy, this is rough. The daily are everywhere. Like I said, I feel like we are always being watched. It's mm -hmm. only a matter of time. I mean, maybe we need to like set up shop in the haunted district here. You know, I think that might be the best idea. That way no one's going to talk to us. So you continue making your way towards Lung Kao, and you notice that, you know, above the ground, it looks fairly similar to any other sort of block here in Ba Sing Se. But what's most interesting is you notice that there is an especially prominent entrance with stairs that lead down. It appears that people have tunneled deep into the earth underneath this block to expand its size vertically as well. And you notice above this prominent entrance, painted across the stonework, a ghastly apparition of a white-faced, red-eyed demon with fans in its hands. Oh yeah. A, fairly demonified visage of Avatar Kiyoshi, the one who supposedly haunted this block in the first place. Getting closer to the entrance, you can see uh, it's 
know, a fairly average looking hallway leading into the building here, but there is almost like a rope that you see in a movie theater where it's separating the hallway directly down the middle, and there is kind of a bouncer standing on either side of it, one of them wearing a green uniform, the other one wearing a brown uniform. Oh no. This place has been pretty heavily segregated based on uh, which team you're rooting for. Cabbages or potatoes. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it seems that a lot of Lope saying he was all gung-ho potatoes, so maybe we should go on potato side just to talk to these people a little bit more and see if maybe they have something we can find out. Yes, I agree. If the Dai Li have been turning people into potato people, then we want to pretend to be potato people. That's that's where we want to be. <laughs> so the two of you approach the bouncer who's wearing the tan uniform, and as you approach, he gets kind of a pompous smile on his face and calls out towards you, but you can tell he's directing a lot of energy to the other bouncer as well, and he says, Ah, I see that you're rooting for the right side. <laughs> and the other bouncer gives out a oh, very man. exasperated <laughs> sigh, and he says, Hey, don't leave the right side. Oh, no, it's a pun war. This is what I've trained for. I love it. <laughs> Jetsoon is just never in the right place at the no, right time. Freaking. I'll walk up and I'll say, now listen, fellas, let's not lose our heads here. Let us keep our eyes on the prize. Oh, and man. they both at the same time reach out and they like smack you on the shoulder. And they're like, this guy knows what's up. And the cabbage bouncer says, oh, I'm, I'm not even mad anymore. You, you go wherever you want. <laughs> I'm not even mad. That was just impressive. Uh, yeah, I have nothing to add to this. I'm just going to walk in. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so you head into the potato side of the block, and you notice that this place is very kind of haphazardly put together. Just various beams of stone that have been shot up in places. Like, you get the sense that, you know, the people are living here, and then every so often one of the hallways will start to cave in, and so they'll just, as quick as they can, shore it up and just keep doing that over over and over and over again as much as they need to. But you look around and you see a whole slew of people down in here from all ages. There are some people who look like, you know, maybe they're a bit more familiar with this kind of region, uh, a little bit less fancy, a bit more humble means. But there are some people who their clothes looks like maybe they have come from a higher up area and have found themselves here for whatever reason but apparently perfectly happy to be here, uh, by all appearances at least. This is not quite what I expected of the haunted district. Definitely not what I thought we were going to be walking into, but we can make it work. Ned, is there like a place where we can just go into and just rest? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you see there are a whole bunch of rooms that go off, hallways branching off this way and that, and noticing that you're looking a little bit lost, there is kind of this older gentleman who's down on the ground sitting on a little Zafu pillow, and he says, You look like you ain't been around these parts before. No, we're relatively new. Um, we are just trying to find a place to rest for the night. Ah, well, what brings such enterprising souls as yourself to the haunted block? <laughs> and he kind of shakes his tongue out at you. See, I, uh, I was looking to start a, you know, a small business. I figured that business is booming around here. There are people who want to come check it out without, you know, living here. So you need an inn. I think I'm going to call it the Potatosk. The Potatosk Inn. That is quite a name. <laughs> I love it. 
We can switch. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. We need to... We have a reputation to keep up, you know. We don't want the Dai Li coming in here, so we gotta keep telling people that it's haunted. Make it seem like we don't want people to come here, you know? That's right, that's right. Just stay away from the lower floors, because those really are haunted. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Thank you, sir. Yes, thank you so much. Well, if you're looking for a place to rest your head, I'm sure that there's a couple empty rooms. Just, if you find an empty room that doesn't have somebody in there, just plop your head on down. Nobody will mind. We get along pretty easy around here. Wonderful. How long have you been down here? Oh, I was born and raised in Lung Cow. Wonderful. When I'm just going to you... give you, like, a look of... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and when did your affinity for potatoes start, my friend? Well, up until just recently, we all kind of got along. It's been a little sad to see this schism forming here in the in the city block. I have friends who I grew up with. We used to kick rocks down the street together, and now all of a sudden, they're over there on the other side. But potatoes is where the business is. That's, you know, what my folks always raised me with. He uh, lowers his voice and kind of looks around the halls and says, I don't have anything against cabbage myself. It's a fine bit of produce. But, you know, I've been going out and I've been surveying the soil. I'm a bit of an earthbender myself. And it seems like, you know, it's the darndest thing. I don't know where it's coming from, but usually crops pull nutrients out of the soil. But seems like our soil just keeps getting more and more nutritious. That is fascinating. I never knew agriculture could be so interesting. When did you start noticing that? Oh, right around the time that the jaguar beetle showed up and started eating all the cabbages. <laughs> if I didn't know any better, I'd say that somebody was orchestrating this, but I'm just going to be grateful for my good luck. What an interesting bit of information. Well, I thank you for sharing, and you know, I, if I do say so myself, there is just so much that you can do with the potato and not so much that you can do with the cabbage, isn't there? Oh, such a versatile root. You can make it into a pie, you can mash it, you can roast it, you can boil it, you can... and he just starts talking <laughs> and talking and talking about all the different ways you can cook potatoes. That's right, that's right. <laughs> Any way you slice it, potatoes are the way. <laughs> oh, I like you guys. I'm glad you showed up. Just uh, like I said, don't get too far down into the lower floors or you might run into some kind of spirits, but anywhere that's not haunted might be a good place to rest your noggins. You two look like you have gone through the ringer. Well, it definitely hasn't been a rootin' tootin' day. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh man. And she kind of looks at the both of them like, I did it, I did it. A single tear <laughs> drops out of the corner of Amar's <laughs> eyes and he says, I am so proud of you. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, definitely hasn't been a good one, which is why we definitely need some rest. Thank you so much for your generosity. And uh, what was your name? Oh, just Chuck. <laughs> well, Chuck... You are a console, and I thank you so much. Yep, I think you two are going to fit in very well here. You've got a good sense of humor, and you look like you've been dragged through the mud for five years. Well, good. I hope I get some beauty sleep then. <laughs> so you guys wander around, and sure enough, you do find an empty room that has a bit of straw on the ground. There's some blankets. You don't know who's used them before, but they appear relatively clean. At this point, I'm tired enough. Yeah, I'll find myself a corner and zonk. And so, at the end of this little bit of excursion, we find the roles reversed. Amar and Zaya laying their heads down for a nice long rest, while Jetsoon remains awake, his mind full of all kinds of swirling thoughts and ideas. And that is where we're going to pick up next time. Oh, oh yeah. I love Chuck. What a traditional <laughs> earthbender name. Very traditional. It, it's short for Chuckopolis. Yes. <laughs> 
Chakuchi. What? Wow, I love that. Well, what was what was his name? Takushi. Takushi, the mailman. Takushi. That's what it was. Well. More secrets starting to weasel their way out. Starting to learn a little bit more about Jetsun and his mysterious past. Very mysterious. <laughs> and we will continue to learn more about that later on. But for now, thanks everybody so much for listening to ImpTab Avatar. And we'll be back next time with more adventures in the world of Avatar Legends. If you want more, go and subscribe. Maybe even give us a review. We would be just as happy as a man who's lived his entire life in a haunted city block, but he's got his potatoes and that's all he needs. If you'd go ahead and give us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. We're also all over social media at Improv Tabletops if you'd like to connect with us. You know, maybe you'd like to talk with McKenna about all of her favorite potato recipes. You know, don't be afraid to reach out to (laughs) us. Let's do a round of plugs. McKenna, would you like to take that this time? Yes, I would. Um, guys, if you are loving us so far, go check out our fate campaigns if you have not yet. Fully improbbed, fully chaos and no more sugar for any of us. We are in the middle of Transformers right now, and if we're not, go listen to it. Here's here's what I will say about it. More than any other episodes that I've edited, I've had to give myself cackle breaks just to recompose myself. I can't wait to <laughs> I'm listen. I'm so to excited. That, mm-hmm. I 100% believe. <laughs> they say ignorance is bliss, and I've never felt so blissful. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's um, so, so there's true. that. We also have our sister podcast called I Cast Fireball, hosted by the one and only Thomas Brower. And it is a blast. So go check that out wherever you get your podcast as well. And then for me personally, what I would like to plug is um, a delicious potato recipe mm. called Funeral Potatoes. Classic. <laughs> I think it is... A very regional thing. Um, I don't think it's a very common thing from my understanding, but it's like hash browns and like, I think it's like sour cream or I don't remember. I don't remember, but it's always really, really yummy. It's like really cheesy. And then you put like cornflakes on top and guys they are so good. We always make them at like Easter and yeah, we usually make them at funerals. That's why they're called funeral potatoes. I think maybe, I don't know, but they're really good. McKenna, um, you are digging you up do... some deep memories from my childhood. I haven't had funeral potatoes since I was a kid. And yeah, they're oh, weird. I love them. They're oh. weird. They're weird, but they're so good. Or you could do what my mom would do for me when I would come home from school, where you just cut a potato in half, and then you, like, cut it diagonally going both ways, so it's, like, making little diamonds, and then you put, like, oil or butter on it, and then lots of salt and pepper, and then you throw it in, and then you cook them until they're crispy and then they come out and they're really delicious and then you just like dip them in like ketchup or fry sauce you're really showing your (laughs) regional specific foods you are fry sauce is a combination of ketchup (laughs) and mayo potatoes everybody the perfect tuber well everybody thanks for joining us here in the world of imp tab avatar 10,000 things i'm ned wilcock your host and gm and i've been joined by caleb anderton playing amar ukami mckenna Steele playing zaya and christian randall playing Jetsoon of the Library. Much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next time on ImpTab Avatar. If 
the Dai Li have been turning people into potato people. We want to pretend to be potato people. <laughs> so many Idaho jokes running through my head. See, I was thinking I was thinking of a merch idea where we do like Mr. Potato Head, but it's just like our characters. <laughs> oh my god. Potato wow. people. I'll look into the licensing costs for Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> I mean play school, hit us up. We're looking for sponsors. <laughs> yeah. We'd be happy to do a partnership. 